You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, the podcast where we take a deeper dive into the latest shows we see, sharing our insights and opinions on the performances, storyline, and everything in between. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the new off-Broadway musical, A Sign of the Times. Whether you're unable to catch the show in person or you're looking to enhance your experience after seeing it, this episode is for you. And as always, we want to give you a heads up that this episode will contain spoilers. So if you're ready to dive into this production, stick around with us. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie, and we're thrilled to be your host for this episode today. So without further ado, let's start the conversation about A Sign of the Times. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Half hour. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Half Hour with Jeff and Richie. Today, we're going to talk about the off-Broadway musical, A Sign of the Times. The show is a journey through America's most unforgettable decade as a budding photographer navigates a world amidst shifting times and evolving music that characterized as an unforgettable era. Delve into an entirely unique narrative interwoven with timeless tunes like Downtown, Give Me Some Love, and Rescue Me, and I Know a Place, alongside a plethora of other classic songs. A Sign of the Times bursts with beloved music, unforgettable dance moves, and the cultural upheaval that left an indelible mark on that generation and continues to influence our own. The show is produced by the York Theatre Company. It's currently playing at New World Stages in New York City. It has a book by Lindsay Hope Perlman, directed by Gabriel Barr, and a story created by Richard J. Robin, choreographed by Joanne M. Hunter, and music supervision arrangements and orchestrations by Joseph Church as well. So many great people on this team. So let's start out with our bold statement about the piece, and then let's see how that unfolds throughout our discussion. You go first with the bold statement. I get to go first. Okay, great. Bold statement on this was, this was a fun, creative way to do a jukebox musical style show for me. And I felt like I learned some things. I heard some really great songs that I love. And I also got to hear some songs that I hadn't heard in a long time. So it was fun. It was a great just being in that theater and kind of seeing everyone around me, you know, maybe a few generations older than me. We're having a great time. And yeah, I I enjoyed it. Nice. My bold statement is it is a fun night at the theater with very recognizable music and an original story which could totally verge on being a tourist trap jukebox musical and somehow doesn't. And I'm still fascinated that I was so engaged and entertained 
And not, not once did I like roll my eyes or get annoyed or say, oh, this is not doing anything for me. So long, long statement, but <laughs> I would say it was intriguing and it was refreshing. Yeah. And I really did enjoy that aspect of it a lot. You want to know why I feel like that kind of happened? Because I, as you're bringing that up, I feel like I wanted to not like it at first because I was like, I have my feelings on jukebox things sometimes. And I'm like, oh, it is going to be that tourist trap. I don't want it to be a tourist trap. And then like, as you're saying that, like, I didn't really feel like it was. Part of me wonders, though, and this is what I think that I'm starting to feel about jukebox musicals in general. I think I enjoy the Mamma Mia-esque take on a jukebox musical when it's not about ABBA, but it's an original story like this being an original story with recognizable tunes. I think I just like that so much better than the Donna Summer show, the Cher show, the Neil Diamond show. I think I'm just enjoying that better. Do you agree? Yeah. And that's why moving into like the plot and concept here, because I feel like this ties into that. I also agree with you on this whole, this works better. And you want to know why? Because the story and the music are from the same time. So someone was like, oh, let's take this storyline here and let's add the music that was that was actually happening during that time. And it really felt like that that music was studied and said, oh, OK, this song makes sense in the piece because listen to the words that they're saying. It wasn't just like, hey, let's pick the, you know, 15 best songs from the 60s and then throw them in there. It was like, no, it was really thought out because it wasn't hit after hit from the 60s. It was some more unrecognizable songs and then a bunch of songs that were super recognizable. And and that's what's nice is that I felt like they really listened to the lyric of the songs that they were putting in and it made sense to go where they needed to go. And let's kind of just talk a little bit about overall plot and concept in general. To me... Not that I felt like this was stealing, but at intermission, I said, oh, we're watching Thoroughly Modern Millie Meet Sweet Charity. That's how I felt. It was the themes of like the girl and, you know, Charity and Sweet Charity trying to find herself in the 60s. And then it's like Millie, like the move to New York and start myself. Millie is a different time period, of course. But it was that definite hybrid for me of the a girl coming to New York, but set in the 60s and like, and then let's go on the roller coaster. I, I kind of felt like that's what it was, but there was nothing wrong with that because I think it worked really well. Yeah, but it, it's not just those two musicals. That story has been washed, rinsed, repeat over and over again of someone coming from a small town in America and then going to New York City. You know, that's fine. I guess that's the only thing that could have been like maybe a little bit different. Um, but it still works. And I think that there was some nice... Moments of messaging with women's rights, with black rights, gay rights. There was a lot of rights and moments that were coming about, but it wasn't just about that. It was about being a human being and understanding the times, a sign of the times. It's a great title for the show because I think when you think of the 60s, you realize like how groundbreaking that time was compared to the 50s and the times before it. It was definitely a very different time fashion wise music wise cultural shifts and i think this musical didn't shy away from any of that they weren't afraid to say in the first 10 minutes of the show would you think she's a lesbian like when do you ever see a show set in the 60s where that's said 
right. the beginning, you know? Uh, I, I think there are, there's just definitely moments where you felt like, oh, yeah, it's 2024 and we can talk like this. And people did talk like this at the time. And we're not going to be like, you know, when you look at Hairspray, which is so corny, Collins-y, cheesy, you know, I get it. You, but that also dealt with some tough issues of the 60s, but had the spectacle and pizzazz. And I thought this had the spectacle and pizzazz, too. Well, what's also interesting with this is that I feel that potentially some people might see this show and look at the plot and say, why wasn't it a little bit more developed here? But I looked at it from a different lens and I said, let's take the title, A Sign of the Times, right? That's a, such a common saying to, oh, oh, it was the times. So like things were allowed then or things were not. And then you see all of these people trying to fight for justice in certain areas. So whenever you hear someone going from back then, they'll be like, oh, leave that alone. That was just what the times were or whatever. And this was kind of like a sign of the times. How do we fix the times from the past? Something that's clearly shaping in what we do still today. Like how often are we still saying like, okay, we need to change this and we need to change this. And you have someone that's older than you and they're like, just leave it alone. That's what it, it was the times. And, and, hmm. and it was nice because it, it, I feel like, and we're going to get into direction and some design and character performances in a second, but I think just from an overall concept, it was nice to not see like one specific artist highlighted and, oh, we have to make this one artist song work. It was like, no, let's take all the music from the sixties and let's kind of put this in. And, and they had, I feel like the performers had fun doing it. The creative team, it's fun. It's, it yeah. reminds you that 60s music was really groundbreaking and cutting edge for its time. You look at 60s music now and you say, oh, it's so like, up, 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 like do up, do up. And, and like, no, no, that was really different at the time compared to what came in the 40s and 50s before it. You well, the know, 60s really shaped a lot of pop sound. Yeah. Beatles and how, and and how it's yeah. influenced in pop culture today and how it went into, you know, the Motown genres and etc there and you still are hearing those chords and melodies brought into the music today which is one thing i really wanted to talk about in this section of the podcast was joseph church and the music supervision the arrangements and the orchestrations here because at times i felt like i was watching a tv show or a movie and that he was the music supervisor on this plopping in the songs in the right place but then we have these broadway orchestrations added to them that just worked totally and then you have it on top you get to see the orchestra an all-female band which is also so cool and really representate representative of what was the 60s about was mm -hmm. the messaging and and what Joanna kennedy's character is all about is for her to leave her small town ohio life that was so safe and secure for her and say, no, I'm going to go do this. And all the struggles she faced on the way, but all the good times she had throughout too. I mean, yeah. Talking about music, you have so many iconic songs. Like, I mean, these boots are made for walking rescue me. You don't own me. Like uh, these songs are really big. Yeah. And how often do you see those songs on stage? Not always, sometimes in a movie, but they're unforgettable and they were placed in the perfect place. I found every song was perfectly placed in the right place. 
I loved when the women came out in the boots and said, these boots are made. And that song kind of came back. I will say, I, un- I, I thought it was nice to end with Downtown, but there was a part of me that was a little like, why are we ending with this song? I don't know. Like, it was just a fun, like, way to end a very popular song of the time. And I we didn't like, need anything, like, groundbreaking at the end, but I thought it was nice. But. Well, I do think it was a little bit of a, like, we need to wrap the show up. And Downtown is the most New York song of the 60s, I feel like. True. So, and, you know, that's just, you know, where do you go? You right. go downtown. <laughs> right. I mean, right. yeah. Right. So, I feel like, it's good. You did know? you like? Did you like where? Uh, you don't. You, I know you love. You don't know me. Did you like where that was placed? And how was that eleven o'clock number moment? For you? Of course, we're not giving this away, but we have our whole idea on you that don't song. own me and how so musical theater that song is to begin with. So for it to be in this show, I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I want to kind of move into cast now and direction. Um and design but for cast let's go right into it because there's a great cast but there's a great ensemble oh yeah they're working so much they're working so hard and this is going to kind of go in tandem with an earlier part that i wanted to talk about this show moves so quickly we'll be right back okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. And you're not, you're not really there for any downtime. And I think that's just from how it's written. But also, this ensemble is moving this show along, which was great. And also, not to mention, listen, this is, this is a show that is being done in a, yes, it's a off-Broadway commercial space. But you have to remember, there's no pit orchestra. Their wings are probably very small. There's no automation, yet you have to show many different locales. Mm-hmm. And there's an orchestra above that we're going to highlight in the club scenes. And then there's an element of light projection. And I say light because it wasn't overused projection. It was a perfect amount. The bus drive was great. The use of projection throughout. In the beginning, when those three flats were the interior of the house, and then they were flipped to be another location. I'm not saying this with any disrespect. It was, it was like what, what non-automated scenic locations are, which are a lot of times community theaters, colleges, high school theaters, non-Broadway, even regional theaters. It's reminder that we're doing theater and that not everything needs to be magic. You can, an actor can move a set. A projection can highlight a locale. A director can move us through multiple locations. 
And that is okay. And we need to be reminded of that in 2024. And sometimes we take for granted the automatic trapdoor stages and fly systems that we have on Broadway. We can still do a show with multiple locales and have the actors move them and have things come in and out and make it work and dance them in and out of it. It was really well designed and directed. I thought that was what was really, really special about this was that yeah. the actors were used, the crew was used, the designers were being used, the orchestra was being seen and used. Everyone was working together to put this show on for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. And now who was your standout main character? Who gave you the main character energy? Well, definitely Joanna Kennedy. She's wonderful. But I, I mean, Crystal Lucas Perry is also a really main character here. She's wonderful. We've seen her in so many things. The two of them kind of carry the whole show together. They really do. They do. You know? I, I do think Crystal Lucas Perry kind of takes, takes the icing on the cake here for me. First of all, she can sing. Yeah. And she yeah. commands that stage when she sings. So I'm like, bravo. I mean, we saw her in Ain't No Mo. Mm-hmm. giving us those acting chops there and then also in 1776 and what three different roles that she has literally played what in within a year yeah I mean, girl yeah get it she's very very talented and and the whole like i said the whole ensemble is there was a there in the ensemble there's the um the actor i'm trying to find his name that he plays so many the old all, all the older characters in the oh, show yeah. and he, played, he was doing it like that it was great that's now the that, theater, you know. Now that's a character that I was thought was going to verge on being like typical slapstick, like sidekick guy that like comes on and is like, "Oh, here we go again." But it was just the right amount that it didn't bother me completely. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it actually learned how to find its funny. Yeah, you know, and 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 I think the actors worked well with the book. The book. It, nothing seemed sluggish. Everything moved. The actors are clearly doing this. And 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 going back to some of the design elements too, I do have to do a shout out to Jay Jared Janis who did all the wig design, it's uh, hair, wig, and makeup design. Who we've interviewed here on this podcast before. You could go back and listen to some of the work that he's done. Uh, this helps. I think each ensemble member must be wearing like seven wigs each. I feel like every time they came out in a different wig, and that sh- highlighted. What people were doing with their hair at this time. How many women at this time were doing the beehive, the bob, the half up, half down, the long hair. And then they go out and they do this and they curl it. And people were exploring that with their hair, even the men. Uh, And so it was just fascinating to see so many wigs in the show. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the overall set. I loved that expose um, that they bring the orchestra in and out. I love that the orchestra became part of this show so and then those design elements yeah the wigs i mean the costumes hello yeah it was like great it really brought you in there and i loved how it was directed Mm -hmm. how we had these actors come in the set pieces were moving there was a little like merrily going on the current production of merrily and how it was like repeating of like sign of the times and um what's the what was the other song there was another song like, i know go around and around. yeah there yeah was, which was cool because it was like that re- recurring theme that happened throughout the whole piece it was nice it kind of honed you in on the actual story mm-hmm. um but 
with that, the director knew how to take these ensemble members and really infuse them into the set pieces that were amusing, that were moving at the same time, which was great. It wasn't so many stagehands just moving pieces on and off of the stage. There were a few times, but you didn't really see them when you kind of didn't really care. Maybe there was like one or two times where I was like, maybe that should have been a ensemble member because it would have just made more sense. But that's my only call out there. (laughs) It was, it was just, it just worked well. It flowed nice. And I didn't think and I also felt like with the messaging of this, like there was no, like when we got to this, the club scenes, I was like, oh, this is like foreshadowing Studio 54. We're not quite in the 70s yet. We know Studio 54 is a big 70s staple, but of course clubs like that were existing before the 70s. So when the ensemble, especially the male ensemble, came out in all their fabulous looks, like they were at some cool swanky club in the 60s, like that's what the 60s was in New York. and. Yeah. I also love Chilena Kennedy's like responses to so many things, like her awkwardness and her silliness. And it was just very reminiscent of, I, I'm not trying to compare, but it was that like Sutton Foster as Millie in the city, like, oops, I'm, I, oh, I like you, but I got to go here now. But, but then it wasn't also belittling her. She stood her ground. She was strong the whole time. It just was nice. I didn't feel like any messaging in this whole piece was like, let me tell you the message now. I didn't feel that at all. I felt like there was like, oh, I understand her. Okay, I get that. Okay, now I'm here. It just felt like a nice pace. Everything seemed nice. I didn't feel like, oh, God, why are they saying that? Or, oh, when is this scene going to be over? Like, really? Now we got... I didn't feel any of that. That's why I said it was so refreshing. It just moved nice. And do you feel like you would have done anything differently? Oh, that's a great question. Um... I like, I don't know, because I want, um, I'd have to think about that a little bit more. Um, okay, wait, I will say. The time is now. uh, The time is now. Okay, I will say one thing. I found, and this is just a very small nitpicky thing. When the dancers were dancing, they were dancing. And then there were some songs that were like, we're just going to stay on now. And I kind of wish there was a little bit more like, movement in some of the stand songs and then but that's typical musical theater i don't know you're always going to have a stand and sing song and then you're going to have a dance song i I just loved the dance numbers that i wish there was more choreographed movement like in boots are made for walking they were just kind of standing there singing but it's such a driving song i wish there was some more like boot moments i don't know like in some of the songs okay Uh, that's like a really nitpicky thing but uh it didn't bother me at all because of course you can't just over dance the whole show either um Right. No, and I really... think if you if there was any more dancing, it would have been overdanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But I, 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 what about you? Any songs that you think they left out, or any from a music perspective, anything that you think? Do you think there was a good amount of music in it? Yeah, I think there was a great amount of music in it. Definitely, um, but probably the ending could have been a little bit more refined for me. I felt that we had all of these great moments and there was so much character development happening between like the three different storylines that were going on around like women's rights and interracial black rights. And then a little teeter in on like, you know, anti-war and also, but then this whole gay moment that happens in here, which is great. And I feel like that was all coming together, but that was cool. I just felt like it just, 
ended kind of abruptly. Like it was like Chelina Ken- Kennedy's who plays she plays Cindy. Her character like becomes the photographer, and then it's like now the story's complete. But was the story complete with everyone else? Are we not supposed to think that? Are is it supposed to be lighthearted and just feel like? hey, you don't know what's going to happen other than we see her photos at the end. And if you're really paying attention, you'll see them. But if you're not, you're going to well, completely miss what's happening. Do you know in, you know in Rent when we watch Mark's film and the actors watch the film with the audience and you see the actual footage playing and, and they're singing No Day But Today and you're like sitting there like, wow, there it is. I was hoping that we were going to see more of her actual photos projected in the back and there was so much going on with the actors singing and dancing that i was trying to see the photos in the back and i said oh wait now we're in the 70s now we're in the 80s and this whole theme of like her photos started the movement of very important photos up to the present day and then when she says now it's your turn and we're going to take a picture of you like you're the present it was such an amazing idea but it didn't allow us to focus on that idea because there was so much singing and dancing going on it would have been nice to maybe either see actual photos of the actors up there. I don't think there were. I think they were just like iconic photos from history showing up. Yeah, um, but- I, right. But that's what I'm trying to say, too. Like, I think that just needed you need that moment to actually process like the end of the show. And instead, we just like we're going into like happy 60s songs. And I don't feel like we really got to process that. Like, hey, no, they actually were real change makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't have that like blackout like moment of like, oh, that was something. Instead, it was just like, okay, now everyone Mm. get up, get on your feet. I'm singing the wrong song, but that's yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. And that's great. Maybe that was it's supposed to be that happy go lucky piece that this they really want, you Mm -hmm. know. And and kind of moving over to kind of wrap this up on some of our experiences, what was it like seeing this in New World Stages? I mean, when we were in New World Stages in the fall, it was half empty. And I thought to myself, what is going on? These There's like five theaters here that are so yeah. awesome right in Midtown, but now they're all full. So what did you think of going to see this in New World Stages and and just your overall experience seeing it there? We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's jump back into this. See, listen, I like New World Stages because it's like it's right there. It has so much potential to have like long running productions of this. This I think the show is actually open ended. It doesn't have a closing date. Um, but to go there and see like a great musical like this, I think it's in the perfect spot. Like personally, I don't know if this is a Broadway bound musical 
Does it have every potential to be? Yes. But it also just has that little bit of like non-polishedness, I should say, that like Broadway would need for it to have where this... I, would, I don't know if that's the right thing I'm saying, I but you know what I'm saying? It would need the automation. It would need a bigger band. It would need a bigger ensemble. It would need a little bit more, maybe. Um, it could go to Broadway, but I also kind of like the charm of like staying in Midtown, but going underground and seeing this like fun night. I don't know. I, I could stay right there and it's and there's no disrespect for that. I think that would be an awesome, wonderful space for it to sit in and live on. You have wonderful Broadway talent there. It's fun. Everyone's having a nice time. It's not like... Um, but this is what we've been talking about. Like, everyone wants their show to be on Broadway. But, like, why can't it be off Broadway and everyone be happy? Like, I think that this show should be proud of what it has done. Be proud of where it is. And, like, take that as a win and say, look, look at our production. It's running off Broadway at New World Stages for years. And they didn't have to worry about the cash cow of Broadway and the over capitalized version of what this show would turn into but then i i would think that then you need to get a performance of this on good morning america you need to get a big poster in times square of like awesome 60s costumes and them doing it like get some great production photos out there because the playbill is like an a graphic um of a of a um like a cartoon thing i I, i'm thinking we got to get some press photos out on this because a lot of people I was telling you about, they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was playing in New World Stage. So, like, I think now that it's opening this week and get get some great, I mean, 60s iconic color photos, that that's great. Like, why not? To get people yeah. there. Uh, and and I like the smaller space. It's like a, ba- I call it a baby proscenium. Because there's a little balcony, there's a proscenium, but there's like an orchestra, but there's a little balcony at the top. It's like baby size, but it's perfect. A few hundred seats, it's great. You laugh. You have a good time. We laughed. We had a good time. I had fun. I had fun. Yeah. You know, and I just love that music. So, yeah. And I think that this show takes its notch and it puts its notch in the jukebox musical belt and does it kind of better than some of the other ones that we've seen recently, especially the ones that we've been seeing on Broadway. So, yeah, I'll go back full circle here on what you said earlier. An original story idea with a great message that's keeping these stories alive told with the music of the times i mean it's quite genius you know oh i'm gonna bring something up quickly too i saw some reviews from people um like that have gone and seen the show and they they kind of have said it verges on being a little amateur like community theater and high school and i have to look at that and i have to say like really like it's a fun show. I don't think you have to really hold it this kind of a show to a standard of being like completely Broadway looks. I think everything about this was supposed to have that like slight little bit of corny cheesiness of the 60s and put it in there, but with a positive message. Totally. Not to mention that this had a um, original production at Goodspeed in Connecticut in 2016. So when you look at eight years later, and there was a pandemic thrown in there, of course, but I look at that and I say, sometimes things need time and out of towns and out of towns and work and, and casting and, and, and mulling. And sometimes when I see these Broadway things, I, a lot of times the jukebox shows and I say, oh, that was rushed. Oh, that was too fast. Oh, no, no. They needed to workshop. that." And then I see this. And I'm like, no, this, this had its time. 
and now it's in the right spot. It and I think it's a sign of a time, sign, sign of the times. <laughs> but it's 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 nice to see good story. Yeah, with good music. It's nice I agree. So had a fun time. Oh my gosh, running out of time here. Well, give us our quick last minute one, two, three, Jeff, on your thoughts on Sign of the Times. The quick one, two, three. It's a fun night out, especially if you love 60s music. I highly recommend going and checking it out because you will feel all the nostalgia in this show. Totally fun night. Laughed, was entertained. Actors are working really hard up there. It was nicely done. It was a fun. And go to New World Stages, check out some off-Broadway and go get dinner and just have a nice fun night out and tell all your 60s music fans because if you really like your 60s music this is it well that does wrap up our discussion on today's episode we hope you enjoyed our deep dive into a sign of the times the show is playing off broadway and new world stages in new york city and we will share the link for tickets in our description with more ticket information Yes, don't forget we want to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on A Sign of the Times. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review. Your feedback helps us bring more theater to you. Remember, you can listen to our past episodes and stay tuned for upcoming ones as well. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie saying ta-ta for now. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.